Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode number 169, and today we're going to talk about what to do after you mess up on your diet. Oh, so frustrating, right? It's like I was doing so good for so many days or a few weeks, and then, I, man, I, oh, I just feel like I fell off the wagon. <laughs> we all know that term, right? Oh, man, I just totally, God, this last weekend totally derailed my diet, and I fell off the wagon, and I got run over by the struggle bus, and ah, all these things, all these phrases that we don't allow inside my inner circle coaching group, because there is no wagon, and everybody's on and off the struggle bus at times. It's all just life. Anyways, that's an entirely bigger subject for another episode. Maybe I'll do an entire episode over phrases and um, popular phrases and thought processes when it comes to dieting that we don't allow in the coaching group. If you would like to hear that, you can shoot me a message and let me know. But today, I want to give you three very specific actionable steps about what to do after you mess up on your diet. Inside my Inner Circle Coaching Group, we just did this big uh, teaching, a big uh, lesson on kind of how to approach the holidays and how to eat and enjoy yourself without feeling like you totally derailed yourself. And we went into that in depth and we did coaching around that. And so I thought, what can I give you guys, my incredible, wonderful podcast listeners, to kind of help you? Because for for some of you, if you're in the United States, either you're about to go into Thanksgiving or we just had Thanksgiving, and then we have the Christmas holidays coming, and it doesn't matter where you live, anywhere in the world, we all have holidays, right? We all have special occasions, and those are sometimes the things that will cause us to mess up on our diet, to cause us to feel like we fell off the wagon, So today, and it's going to happen to all of you, it's going to happen to all of us. So today I'm going to give you three very specific, very practical steps of what to do after you fall off the wagon, (laughs) what to do after you mess up on your diet. So let's jump right in. Let's get to it. Number one, action item, step number one is to pause. In so many areas of life, guys, this one word can be so helpful. Pause. Just stop for just a minute. Just temporarily stop. And and this pause concept is especially true for any situation where our emotions get strong and our minds start racing before responding to someone's hurtful words with possibly hurtful words of our own. Pause. Before saying something to that person you disagree with, they have some belief that you, oh, you can't stand and it drives you nuts. Just pause. Don't say anything yet. Pause. Before firing off that email or that social media response or comment, oh, I can't believe this. I got to tweet this. I got to make this comment or whatever. Pause. Step away. Take a minute. Before taking any sort of action when you're mad or stressed and you know your emotions are running high. Pause. It's such a simple word. It's such a simple concept. And it's so hard to do because everything in our brain and, and, and with our emotions is saying, go do it now. God, I can't, can't stand this. I can't believe this. Go, go now, 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 now. And if we can overcome that urge and that sensation to take action immediately, 
and we can just pause. It just works out so much better in the long run because then you're empowered. You can still make that response. You can still make that comment. You can still say those words that you want to say, but you're empowered to go, wait a minute. Is that really what I want to say? Is that really what I want to type? Is that really what I want to post? You have much more power in the pause because, (laughs) didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it's fun. You have much more power in the pause because you still can make the comment or the say the words, but you don't have to. Once, Once they're out there, once they're there, it's not coming back. Once you squeeze toothpaste out of the tube, you're not putting it back in. And so then you have less power. There is power in the pause. So before taking any sort of action, when you're mad or stressed or emotional, it's a great idea to pause. And this is definitely true before choosing your next move right after you messed up on your diet. It's so important and it's so helpful. Look, don't get swept into the whole, oh, I'll just start fresh Monday or next week or next month or in the new year. Like we're at the end of November as I record this episode. And for some of you, you'll get swept into the holidays and oh, and then you'll get swept into emotion and oh my goodness. And well, I'll just start fresh in the new year. Instead of that, just pause in the moment, temporarily stop your thoughts, your decisions, and your actions. And when you do this, it's like stepping out of those strong emotions, empowering yourself to make the best decision. You'll have more clarity and you'll have time to do Step number two, the next thing up. And the next thing is this. I want you to choose to be a detective. I want you to choose detective over drama. See, here's the thing. If you don't pause, then you're simply going to react. It's almost like a knee-jerk type of thing, right? When you go to the doctor and they take that little rubber hammer and hit you on your knee and your foot just kicks out and you're like, I didn't even mean to do that. What just happened? Well, if you don't pause, then your next action and your next thought will be just like your foot popping out. It's just a reaction. You're just going to hit autopilot in your brain. Your brain's like, okay, well, here's what we typically do when we're sad or when we're disappointed or when we're angry or when we're upset or whatever, whatever strong emotion. Here's what we typically do. And then you just do it, boop, almost unconsciously. And then you continue down that same path, the same one you've gone down again and again and again and again with your emotions and your thoughts and your actions. But when you pause, you then have the power to choose instead of just react. You can choose to stay in the drama and emotions, or you can choose to become a detective. Now think about what a good detective does. They're calm and calculated and smart, and they take advantage of the pause. (laughs) They ask questions to get to the bottom, to get to the truth of what really happened. They take things step by step, and they learn and move forward accordingly. But now think of a detective in a different way. Imagine if a detective walked up to a crime scene, got super emotional over what happened. Oh, my gosh. Oh, goodness. And then they said something like this. This is so terrible. It's horrible. You're all under arrest. Arrest everyone here. Well, sir, um, ma'am, there are, uh, there's like 75 people you know, gathered out here. And some of these people, are they, didn't, they, they just walked up from their house. They weren't even involved. It doesn't matter. It's horrible. Arrest them all. They're all on trial. Put them, put them on death row. <laughs> no questions. No investigation. No learning who's actually guilty and who's innocent. Nope. That's getting swept into drama. And that is what a detective does not 
do. See, drama says it's all bad and I'm bad for messing up and everything's bad and wrong and terrible, so let's just blow it up. Because after all, if it's all bad, then the only other way that it can be is all good. (laughs) So it's scorched earth. I've got to just blow it up and wipe it clean. Aha! There it is, guys. Don't miss it. Our arch enemy, all or nothing, is jumping in once again to screw us up. Because again, if it's all bad, and I'm all bad and all wrong for messing up, then the only other way that it can be is all good. Think about it. If it's all bad, it can't be, well, it's partially bad, but it's not all bad. I mean, there's some good in there. No, 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 no. If your brain's telling you it's all bad and you got to blow it up and react emotionally, then the only other option is all good. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. But that's not what a good detective sees or does or says. A good detective says, some stuff is bad here. Some stuff went wrong for sure. But there's also some good stuff. And I need to figure this out. So I'm going to be as neutral as possible, and I'm going to find the truth, and I'm going to learn. I'm going to ask questions, and I'm going to learn what went on, and I'm going to decipher the good from the bad, the right from the wrong, and I'm going to get to the bottom of it all. And once you pause and you let the emotions die down a bit, you have the power to become this incredible detective, which is so huge and so helpful. And when you do this, you pause and the emotions die down and you become the detective. It sets you up perfectly for the next thing, which is step number three. And that is to take positive action as soon as possible. Think about with, with the detective, right? The detective doesn't walk up to the crime scene and go, ooh, yeah, there's a lot to dig through here. Well, I'll get started in two or three days. You know what? It's Hey, guys, it's Thursday afternoon. Man, there's a lot with this case, but I don't know about you guys, but I'm just feeling kind of swamped. Let's start this on Monday. Let's start the investigation Monday. Does that sound good? Okay, yeah, we'll reconvene on Monday, guys. Just clean up this crime scene, and, and we'll be back later. <laughs> no, right? They take positive action as soon as possible. They begin the investigation. So here's the thing, my friends. Maybe it's later that day. Maybe it's the next morning. Regardless, by taking positive action, when you do this, you're ingraining into your brain that it's okay to mess up and move on. You're telling your brain with your actions and with your thoughts that there is another option other than all or nothing. You're taking positive action. You are correcting your course. You're not delaying You're becoming the detective. You're thinking through what just happened, but you're going ahead and taking positive action. And this is huge. This is establishing in your thought process, in your mental patterns, wait a minute, it's not all bad and all good. I'm not all wrong or all right. I'm not on my diet or off my diet. I'm I'm finding a middle ground. I'm going to get back to what I was doing because there is a middle ground. And it's okay to mess up and move on. Now, here's the but Corey section of the podcast. (laughs) But Corey, I can't and I don't want to ingrain into my brain that it's okay to mess up. If I do that, I'll be a total mess. I'll just keep giving myself permission over and over and over again to mess up all the time and I'll never get anywhere. My friend, look, look, listen, don't miss this because you did miss it. Okay, so don't miss it the second go around. You miss the second part of the statement and move on. Mess up and move on. You want to 
tell yourself. You want to teach yourself. You want to ingrain in your brain that it's okay to mess up and move on. Not just that it's okay to mess up. Oh, it's okay to mess up. Oh, it's okay to mess up. Not that. It's okay to mess up and move on. So don't miss the second part. Don't miss the move on part. But even if even if that's not too convincing to you and you're like, oh, that's still scary or weird or I just don't, I, I can't understand this. Let's think about the alternative, which is not allowing yourself to mess up. Ever. <laughs> so this means your pursuit of weight loss and better health is perfection. Until you screw up, then you totally stop because there's no such thing as messing up and moving on. There's no such thing as middle ground. You can't mess up. So you must be perfect. And then when you're not perfect, you stop. Until eventually you've regained some momentum. You've kind of finally worked through the emotion and maybe you've eaten so much you're sick of it and you're sick of yourself and you're sick of everything. And then you're ready to be perfect again. And then you start some new diet or weight loss program and you do great for a few days or maybe even a few weeks until you crumble under the pressure, under the weight of perfectionism. Because after all, in order to keep going, you must be perfect. That's what you're ingraining into your brain. You can't mess up and move on because messing up for you equals total destruction. The death of the diet you were doing and then a need to totally reset. That's what messing up is. Maybe one of the biggest things that people in my coaching group learn to do is mess up and move on. It's a skill, guys. It, there, uh, there's so many examples of it, and we celebrate it. Somebody uh, just recently said, man, I went to a wedding on Saturday, and I had cake and some candy that was part of the, like, the snacks and something else. I don't know. They had two or three things, and then they were like, and then I woke up on Sunday, and I ate my better breakfast. That's a, something that we teach and learn uh, in the group. It's, we have fun little names for different meals. Better breakfast is one of those. And they were like, I woke up Sunday and had my better breakfast. Boop, right, right, right back to what I'm doing. They didn't let that wedding, they didn't let that day completely derail them. They didn't swing into all or nothing. They didn't let it shove them off the wagon. <laughs> and then other people will say, you know what? I messed up in the middle of the day today. Oh my gosh, like, oh, I skipped a workout. Or, oh man, somebody had donuts at work and I ate one of those. Or, oh man, I just, I, I left my lunch at home and I had pizza for lunch and I was so disappointed in myself. And then I came home and I had a great dinner. I had, you know, I just thought, you know what, just get back to what I've been doing. Just get back to what I normally do. Yes, that's it. That's it. That's messing up and moving on, guys. Messing up and moving on is a skill. And just like any other skill, it must be practiced and ingrained. And if you do it long enough, it just eventually becomes easy. It becomes unconscious. It's just part of what you do. And that's a lot of people, the people in the coaching group who have been in there the longest and who are the most successful, this is an unconscious skill they just have. They're like, oh, yeah, you know what? I I kind of was out with friends last night and, you know, I had French fries and a hamburger and we finished it off with an ice cream. And that's okay. I'm right back to what I'm doing today. It's no big deal. Boom. <laughs> that's huge. That's how you make life-changing, long-term long-term progress, guys, gals. That's the secret. But right now, here's the thing. If you're listening to this podcast and the whole way through, you've been nodding your head because you know, like, oh my goodness, I struggle with this. I struggle with falling off the wagon and getting totally derailed from my diet. Like these are phrases that I use and these are things that I experience and feel. Then I would say that you probably don't have the skill that I'm talking about. You don't have the skill of messing up and moving on. 
And then when you cave into temptation or you skip a workout or you eat some dessert or whatever, when you mess up your diet, it's a huge deal. And it scares you because you start thinking, here I go again. I'm about to, oh, I'm about to totally screw this up. Like I've screwed up every other diet and weight loss attempt I've ever had in my whole life. So maddening, right? And the reason I'm telling you that you feel this way is because you don't have the skill to mess up and move on. You haven't developed that skill yet, and you're still stuck in all-or-nothing on-off mindset. So just for a moment, just if you can, if you struggle with this, just close your eyes if you want to. I know it sounds corny, but just imagine. Imagine instead of doing that whole thing that I just described where you feel scared and, oh, I've totally screwed up and I've fallen off the wagon and this is terrible and you, you, now i got to blow it all up. Instead of that, imagine if your brain automatically did this. Okay, I just messed up earlier today. I, oh, I just messed up last night. You know what? Yeah, that kind of bums me out, but it's okay. Like, I'll just get back to what I've been doing. I'll get back to these new habits and this new lifestyle <laughs> that I've been building over time because this isn't a race and I'm not behind. And one mess up doesn't signal the end because I don't have to be perfect to lose weight. So I'm not, I'm not sweating it. Like, yeah, I'm kind of bummed out, but I'm just going to get back to what I've been doing. And as I do that, I'm going to really think through what just happened and why it happened. I'm going to think through why I messed up because I know I can learn some valuable, helpful stuff from it that will help me in the future. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Let's go. I'm good. Boom. Guys, that's huge. That's a game changer, isn't it? Doesn't that feel different? Doesn't that feel good? Doesn't that feel a ton better than the other option of spiraling into negative emotions, beating yourself up, quitting your diet for a period of time, and then feeling the pressure to start all over and try to be perfect again? Because after all, you've gained back 10 of the 11 pounds that you lost when you were perfect. (laughs) I mean, isn't that a better route? And here's the thing, I'll be totally honest. If you master this skill of messing up and moving on, your weight loss will probably be slower in the short term because you're not perfect, but the long term, as in the rest of your life, it's going to be a game changer. It's going to be the thing that delivers what you want, which is a consistently lower body weight and much better health and a ton more energy. Think of it like completing a marathon, guys. Let's say there's two people, right, that are want to complete a marathon. And one person says, I know I can't run this marathon. I'm just going to walk it. And I'm not going to get discouraged. And I'm not going to be bothered by other people passing me. I'm just going to commit to walking. And I'm going to, at times I'll walk faster and at times I'll walk slower. And if my feet start to hurt, I might sit down for just a minute and maybe even rub my foot or take my shoe off or adjust my sock. But then I'm just going to get up and keep walking. And I'm just going to walk and walk and walk and walk. And then imagine if the other person said, oh, wow, well, you know what? Everyone else is running and they're going really fast. So I'm going to run as hard as I can. And then when I give out, well, I'm not even going to think about giving out. I'm just going to run as hard as I can because surely I can just finish this thing, right? And so they run really, really, really hard, and they start getting tired. So they run a little slower, and they get a mile and a half into the marathon. And they're like, oh, I'm so tired. I can't do this. There's so much left. What am I going to do? And then maybe they walk a little bit, and they go, "Mm, walking's no good. And so they sit down, and they get upset, and then they go and eat a hamburger at a little cafe that's on the marathon course and then they feel even worse 
And then eventually they go, okay, I've got to finish. I've got to do this. And they start to run again. And they run for another mile or two. And they might even pass the person who was walking. And then eventually they get so tired and they have blisters on their feet and they stop running again. And then they just get so discouraged. So they get a hotel room close by and they sit in their room and watch TV and order room service. And they're out of the game. They're out of the marathon for hours and hours and maybe a day. And the other person just keeps walking and they keep walking. Who is going to complete the marathon? <laughs> Who's going to have a better experience with the marathon? I think it's it's obvious, right? Guys, even if it's small, even if it seems insignificant, consistent effort versus totally checking out of the game versus totally stopping the race, consistent small effort adds up over time and makes a huge difference. This is why the skill of messing up and moving on is so powerful. So let's do a quick little review. I don't want you to miss any of this stuff. Here's the deal. You mess up on your diet. You feel like you fall off the wagon, whatever. Now you have a choice. You can either get swept into negative emotions and spiral further and further away from what you were doing, or you can pause, allow the emotions to settle a little bit, use the power of the pause, and then, number two, become a detective and ask questions and learn about why you messed up and what might be helpful next time. And then you'll probably feel empowered to take some positive action, which is exactly what you should do. And this is also a great way to shut up the bully in your brain. We haven't talked about the bully today, but when you take that positive action, instead of just wallowing in the mess up, when you take the positive action, it shuts the bully up because he or she keeps telling you that you're doomed and you messed up and it's all downhill. And as soon as you do something, it's going to be terrible. But when you do the next right thing, then suddenly the bully gets very quiet. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. You shut them up. So that's it, guys. As simple as that. Pause. Take advantage of the power of the pause. Become a detective. Ask questions. Ask good questions. Don't get swept into emotion. And then take positive action. As people in our coaching group like to say, just do the next right thing. That's it. Just do the next right thing. My friends, I hope this has been helpful. You guys know I always love hearing from you. You can reach me. The best way is email. Shoot an email to support, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, at CoreyLittleCoaching.com. Or you can find me on Instagram. I am CoreyLittleCoach. Or you can find me on Facebook, CoreyLittleCoaching. Don't ever hesitate. I always love hearing from you guys. I love hearing what episodes you really enjoy. I love hearing if you had a big takeaway from an episode or if you're just interested in more information about the inner circle, about my coaching group. Shoot us an email and we'll be happy to help you out with that. And let's wrap it up like we always do. Don't you ever forget that there is so much more to you than a number. And there's so much more to you than one little mess up. So don't let the scales or one moment define who you are. Don't let it dictate your emotions or dominate your headspace. No, 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 no. No, you're more than that. And losing weight is incredible, and I want you to lose weight. I do, and I know it's wonderful, but here's what you need to understand. Please don't miss it. Losing weight is really about gaining life and living the life you've always wanted. And I know you can do it. There's zero doubt in my mind because I see people who didn't think they could be successful achieve success each and every day, each and every week. So even if you don't believe in yourself, that's okay. I believe in you. I've got your back. Keep coming back. Keep listening. I'll keep working on you. Take care, my friend. God bless. Bye-bye.